Since the Sandbox fans, what is going on? It's week 14 in the NFL. We just gave you guys our fantasy football rankings. And now it's time to make some predictions. We are here predicting our NFL Honors Award recipients. So, have a list. We're going through our MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and we got a couple other ones that we're, that we're going to sprinkle in. But before we get into the episode, guys, go and check out our podcast with Adrian Madaro. And go to SinceTheSandbox.net. And stay fly, stay warm, represent your favorite podcast. Great Christmas gifts, great price. SinceTheSandbox.net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Kev, with the NFL honors, we're going to save the MVP for last. Uh, I want to talk about... about an award I, I don't think that you had, but this is one that they recognize. It's assistant coach of the year. And this one, it's different, right? Like, th- this, is, this isn't this is a well-known name. Mm-hmm. This, but assistant coach of the year, I think would have to go to Miami. And the reason why I say that is I think Daryl Bevel, the Miami quarterback coach and the passing game coordinator, turned Tua from a bust into arguably, you know, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. This is a lefty, keep in mind. Like that's extremely difficult to plan for as mm-hmm. it is. Like usually coaches see that and they're just like, yeah, like we need another guy. Like this is a lefty. Like it's not going to work. They made it work. I think that they have, you know, potentially a couple other award recipients on that offense and I feel like he was a big factor on making that all happen. So, the passing game has looked incredible. It, it it's made their defense better. It's made their uh running game better. Mm-hmm. So, Daryl Bevel. Kev, do you have a moment of the year? Play of the year, moment of the year, yeah, I do. So I have two because I'm kind of torn. Okay. Obviously, there's been a ton of great catches this year, and for that reason, I had to leave all the circus catches out because it's hard to pick one. You got the Justin Jefferson, you got the Pickens, you even got the D-Hop one-hander. That was very subtle, but also yeah. one of the best catches of the year. But my two moments of the year, and maybe maybe we'll make a poll and let the sense the sandbox fans aside, who knows. But I got the DJ Moore Hail Mary against the Falcons. Okay. Especially with Walker as a quarterback. You know what I mean? Not their starting quarterback. I'm pretty sure it's the first week he started, too. There was. PJ Walker. And I hate this. I hate to say this. This it, 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 it literally hurts my stomach to say this. But the Pats the Pats punt return to win the game against the Jets. I think those are the best two moments. At least That's an interesting you know, one. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's an interesting mm-hmm. one. I have a couple of moments in Kev. I mean, you mentioned one of them with the Justin Jefferson catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, Plus, I was against Buffalo, so I had to leave uh, that Well, I, I figured <laughs> that. And then that no, and it was. It was up there, but I, I I'm, think, mo- I'm more of a play than like a catch kind of guy. You know what I mean? I feel uh, that. And, and that's why I have a play, too. Mm-hmm. And the play to win that game versus yeah. Buffalo, I yeah. mean, I I just think, you know, that, that game's going to carry a lot of significance at, 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 by the time the end of the year comes here. Yeah. And if, I mean, it's week 14 this week. Minnesota is already at 10 wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's going to be huge. Like who if if Philly drops the game to the Giants, like Minnesota could potentially be the number 1 seed in the NFC. So, I just think that that carries yeah. a lot of value. So, I I think, you know, one of those two moments from that Bills Vikings game, but you know, that that in that game there were a lot of important moments. Mm-hmm. Okay, comeback player of the year. No bias here, but I hope you guys would all agree that Saquon Barkley deserves to be the comeback player of the year. You disagree, Kev? I don't. I don't disagree, but I do have another guy. Okay, I just think that Saquon showed that he's still a top three back after having you know the significant injuries mm-hmm. that he did. Right, 
And the Giants' offense and the fact that we won seven games and we were seven and two at one point, he's the large reason why and why that mm-hmm. happened. And, and just goes to show you that when he's healthy, regardless of the talent around him, what our team can be because we are a good football team. We just need more talent, and, and you know that's not the case for a lot of teams in the mm-hmm. NFL. But Saquon Barkley proved that he deserves a long-term contract. That he's a very unique back. That I would say, you know, is in that Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry conversation. Oh, for sure. 100%. So for my comeback player of the year, I got Geno Smith. Wow, I don't hate that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't hate that. And Saquon, obviously, can't argue that either. You know what I mean? I just look at it as we know what Saquon is when he's healthy, and we knew that you know, this is kind of the Saquon we've all been waiting for. Whereas Geno Smith, even when he was healthy as a starting quarterback, never played like this. Yeah, was never was never good. You know what I mean? And and the it's hard because obviously the NFC West isn't the NFC West of old. You know, but the fact that they've won seven eight games and they're you know potentially going to win the division is huge. And I think Geno Smith is a big part of that. Honestly, no, absolutely, you know? Kev. We're going to come over to the young guys in the NFL and we're going to hit the rookies. For offensive and defensive rookie of the year, if you want me to be honest, I think defensive rookie of the year was a little bit harder to just pick. See, I thought offense was harder. It, I mean, if you want my opinion, I think there's two guys here that are both absolutely like deserving of this award. So the person that I don't have winning this award, but I think you know could definitely be voted for and argued, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, he he's was a top pick, made an impact. When the di- when the Lions needed a defensive play, like he's he's, he's made there. he's yeah. made plays, and and that's what you'd want to see out of, out of a young guy like him. But realistically, I think you know you have to take statistics and impact into hand, and we should both s- just say it. Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner deserves defensive rookie. Of the Although not, if I, not if I was in the NFL, yeah, <laughs> but. I just think it, it, it's a lot more than defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Like, he's arguably the best cornerback yeah. in the NFL as a rookie. And, like, we knew the confidence that we were getting with this guy, right? But, I mean, he, he's a ball hawk. He's a playmaker. And he changes yeah. other plays on that defense. So, And it's like, I feel like it's just, you know, the fact that he's like a cornerback, too. And with the, all the rules changes within the last 10 years in the NFL, like, it really is hard to come in as a rookie and play as good as he's playing yeah. with you know, the amount of penalties he's had. I don't even know if he has a penalty on this season. I'm sure he probably does at some point, but very minimum. And he's going up against top guys. Like, you know what I mean? The Jets threw him right into the fire, rightfully so. And he shut down most of them. You know what I mean? And it is what it is. Even if he wasn't shutting down most of them, you got to take in the fact that he's still a rookie. So the fact that he's doing this as a rookie, I mean, it's crazy, honestly. But Stefan Diggs will get the best of him this week. Yeah, we'll see. But coming over on the offensive side for these rookies, Kev, I went with a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you did, did you? So I have two guys. One of them is the wide receiver you're talking about. Okay, so I, I have Chris Olave here. Mm-hmm. Just think that, you know, there were a lot of good rookie wide receivers this year. Like, let, let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. But someone that's been consistent, has had success, and not in the best situation. Yeah. Either. I feel like that has to come for account. Mm-hmm. This guy was probably third or fourth in the depth chart to start the season behind Michael Thomas, behind Jarvis Landry. And, like, yeah, you understand the injury history. Even behind, like, Kamara. Like, yeah, Yeah. because Kamara's a pass-catching back. And, and yeah, you can argue that Olave, you know, is the best playmaker on the Saints right now, or, like, he's shown to be at least the most consistent one. But just think that, you know, the future's bright for this dude. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. So I have Ken Walker and Olave 
I, I think I am going to give the nod to Olave just because you said the situation he was coming in, not really knowing. I mean, I guess at the beginning of the season, they knew Winston was going to be the quarterback, but obviously that's changed throughout the season. Could have been Taysom Hill. Could right. have been Andy And I Dalton. feel like as a receiver, like Kenneth Walker, obviously you knew the volume was going to be there. You know what I mean? You knew all that was going to be there. So the fact that Olave came in and pretty much took over the number one role in the passing game, I think that's why I'm going to give him the nod, just because the situation wasn't great. Really didn't know what their offense was going to look like or what they were going to look like losing Sean Payton, losing, you know, Drew Brees and things like that. So it is what it is. I'll, I'll go Olave with you. Okay. Okay. I'll we can write that out. Rookies together there. Coming over to coach. This one's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I'm interested to hear, you know, your perspective with this. And mine honestly just changed in the matter of this conversation. I have two guys written down here. And they coach two of the best teams in the NFL. That's usually how this award goes. Mm-hmm. But I really like my my first my first answer here is Nick Sirianni. But mm-hmm. I actually think Kevin O'Connell deserves it more with the Vikings, just because I feel like that was a harder situation to come into. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like Jalen Hurts is a more talented quarterback than than Kirk Cousins, right? Like, obviously O'Connell had some sort of relationship with Kirk Cousins from Washington in McVay's days mm-hmm. over there and things like that. But you were coming in and. This Vikings team hasn't won the division in a long time, right? They were little brother to to the Packers for for quite some time, and the fact that they came in here and won ten wins, and I think Mike Zimmer might have did that once in his entire like span as a, as a Vikings head coach. I feel like that just goes to show you. So either one of these two guys, I feel like, are absolutely deserving for this, but O'Connell might be a little bit more, you know, deserving. Honestly, yeah. It's t- I always have trouble with this because, you know, first of all, I'm not a big coach guy. You know, hate coaches. Me and coaches don't get along. You're um, a coach. But I also, I feel like You're I... You're a legit coach. I know, I am. <laughs> you hate yourself? How times have changed. <laughs> but I always try to give this award to, you know, a dark horse team or a team that is playing above expectations. And for that reason... Shout out, Big Vin. I'm going to give it to Rob Sala. Okay. I am. You know what I, I mean? I am going to go in a different direction than that. Yeah, I mean, that's... Listen, there was a Pete couple. Carroll? Yeah, there was a couple coaches, but again, like Pete Carroll, you know, has won. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like we know he's a good coach, even 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 in their down years. But Rob Sala, I mean, coming into the year, not knowing really what the Jets were going to be, young team, bunch of moving parts, and the fact that you know they have seven eight wins again is is more than I at. At this point in the season, I wasn't even expecting them to get six, seven wins on the year. So the fact that he's doing that and even the games they're losing, I mean, with the exception of, I think it was Baltimore week one or two when they got blown out, they've been in every game and they've beaten some good teams. They've beaten the Buffalo Bills. You know what I mean? They've been right there with the Pats. They've been right there with other top teams in the league. And he's one of those guys that you can just tell players want to play for him. You know what I mean? And especially this season, I mean, take into consideration it is still the Jets, right? But... He's pretty much made all the right coaching decisions when it comes to, you know, time management and, and personnel and things like that. I mean, even sitting Zach Wilson was freaking ballsy, you know what yeah. I mean? But it worked out. So yeah, got to give the nod to Rob Sala. What about some love for Brian Dable? Yeah. New York Giants. Yeah. If the yeah, Giants yeah, yeah. finish as a sixth seed in, in the NFC... Yeah, I feel like that that's a name that that could be in the conversation, mm-hmm. and it depends on what the Giants finish for wins. Like if we're a nine win football team, I don't think he's deserving. But if we if we can surpass ten games, 
I feel in like, that division, yeah. arguably the best division in the league this year. Yeah, absolutely. And and realistically, that would mean two NFC East wins and in one other win. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see. Brian Dayball, good job this year. <laughs> All right, this is the meat of the award show, guys. Before we jump in with the defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, and your MVP, please go and give us a five star review. Scroll down to the bottom of Apple Podcast, click write a review, and tell us what you like about the show. Or go to sincethesandbox.net and leave a review. Okay, Defensive Player of the Year. Kel, I don't know if you remember, but back back in August, I had Nick Boaster as Defensive Player of the Year. We'll have to fact check that, but I believe you. I have I have video and audio proof for that. Proof is everything. I can, I can actually prove it in my notebook right now, but we're not going to do all that. But Nick Bosa is going to finish as the NFL sack leader and the defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Kills me to say this. Probably, I mean, I'm sure it's a name that some people are throwing out there for a defensive player of the year, but I think just the impact that this guy has on the defense and on his team is huge, and I'm going with Matthew Judon. Wow, Kev's yeah. picking a Patriot. Yeah, I'm going with Matthew Judon. It wow. is what it is. I mean, that defense is a staple of his team, and he's the staple to that defense, so it is what it is. Got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, no, I mean, his, his impact has definitely been huge, and, you know, I said this was one of the best pickups of, of the offseason when, when he was signed to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. It's a premier pass rusher that wasn't demanding $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. Let's keep in mind how rare that scenario is because right. usually all these guys want to get paid tremendously. Mm-hmm. Judon's been balling. He's absolutely deserving to be in that conversation. Offensive side. If you guys heard our Week 14 fantasy football rankings, I gave you guys a little bit of a spoiler. But the best offensive player this year, if you want me to be completely honest, hands down, no bias, has unequivocally, unequivocally been Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill... Already with being you know the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, is going to finish the year with, with the most receiving yards. Coming from a quarterback that nobody had high hopes for, right? Especially after the past couple years that went on, he has another he has another premier first round wide receiver alongside of him, and it hasn't changed his impact. The dude that can take a drag, a slant, a screen, a bubble, whatever it is, to the house on any given play, Tyreek Hill is your offensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm going with JJ. Justin Jefferson? Yep. Okay. I don't hate it. it. I don't hate it. I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure with that statement, you're classifying Justin Jefferson as a better wide receiver this year than Tyreek Hill? Um, it depends. I think, you know, see, and and you know this, Steve, you've watched football me all the time. I'm more of a go up and get it type of receiver fan. You know what I mean? And I think, I mean, and, not that Justin Jefferson can't turn a a, a five yard slant into a touchdown either, but you just I just I just love I, like I like watching him play more than Tyreek honestly, and that's what it comes down to. And that's not a knock to Tyreek; it's just a style of play that I'm into. Yeah, no, I feel that. Coming down to the last one, the most important award, the MVP, the most valuable player in the NFL. I personally feel like there's only two, maybe three options at this moment in time that you can really consider this between. 
and interested to hear your thoughts because we know that that you're someone that's not afraid to show their bias. So, Kev, I want to hear your MVP before I get into mine. All right. So, this is going to shock a lot of people because I'm a big troll of this guy. And Steve, I think I may be wrong, but I think you might have projected this guy as the MVP in the preseason. I think I did as well. If I, if I know who you're talking about. I'm going with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I did. And it is what it is. And you know what? I'll be the first one to admit I was very skeptical of the Kansas City Chiefs to start the year, losing Tyreek Hill. But this dude's as close to the real deal as like Brady and, and Manning and Breeze and Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, and, and it's not that he has slouches. Like, he has Valdez Scanlon. He has Juju. But the fact that he lost, you know, still the offensive player of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that offense literally hasn't lost a beat. I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, you know, ask around, people will say the Josh Allens, the Jalen Hurts, or these other guys. But I feel like out of all of them, he has the worst situation. Like, out of at least the three I named, he has the worst defense out of the three of them. Probably the worst weapons besides Travis Kelsey out of the three of them. And he's still making it happen. They're nine and, what, nine and three, ten and three? Yeah. Top of the division, right? Uh, top of the AFC right there with the Buffalo Bills. So. Got to again. Got to give credit where credit is due. When Pat Mahomes is the MVP this year, I never thought I'd say that. Love that and and respect it. And I definitely like Mahomes is one of my two names. I said maybe three because I was thinking you were gonna go in the Josh Allen direction. Yeah. It really did. Not with freaking fifteen turnovers on the air. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't be the MVP if you're. Can I say McKenzie's more of an MVP than he is? <laughs> but I, I think that you know as as you grow and, and you continue success in the NFL expectations are so high, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like that's something that, that's going to be so hard for, for Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. continuously through his career. Like, this dude's, like, legit. It's a LeBron effect. Yeah. It, like, he he's, I don't even know if Mahomes is 27. He might be 27, 28 years old right now. Like, if that. Mm-hmm. The standard is Super Bowl and 14 wins. And people aren't going to consider, you know, the factors like, having scrubs in a lack of weapons compared to years past. And some could even argue that Travis Kelsey is an offensive player of the year candidate, yeah. realistically. But when that standard is set that high, it's so hard to just continuously hand out MVPs. Like, look at Brady. Brady was the best quarterback in the NFL for how many years? And yeah. he don't have 10 MVPs. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not the way it works. Yeah. So I think we have to show some love to somebody. I don't want to say that has grown the most because we saw flashes of this this year. But the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are a one-loss football team at this point in time for somebody that was drafted as a backup for Nick Foles and, and Carson Wentz and was legit an afterthought in college and afterthought in the NFL, and, and here he is today with arguably one of the best offensive playmakers in the NFL, A.J. Brown. He doesn't have a top-tier running game. He is the running game. And, yeah, their defense is complimentary, but you expect that out of a contender, just like you would for the Bills. Plus, I feel like the Eagles were always one of those teams, no matter how bad they were, they always had Solid at defense. least a decent defense yeah. at the very worst. I would say maybe, maybe the, with the exception of the past two years, maybe the three years before that, you know, when them and the Giants were really bad, like mm-hmm. before, like right after their Super Bowl yeah. time, like they probably had yeah. one of the worst defenses. But that was that was a short a short stint. But 
Jalen Hurts definitely deserves to have some recognition this year. If you don't give him MVP, he needs to get Offensive Player of the Year. But I think he is your 2022 MVP and is going to carry, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles to at least, you know, a a one seed in Mm -hmm. the NFC and a bye in the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But since the Sandbox fans, that is going to wrap things up for our NFL Honors Predictions. Make sure to check out our Fantasy Rankings, our podcast with Adrian Madaro, and go to sandbox.net and get your favorite merch for a Christmas gift for yourself, whatever it is. Treat yourself, stay warm, stay fresh, sandbox.net. Peace out, five stars.